0: Everybody and welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. Nolan and Bruce here once again. Episode 77. We're going to get you caught up on what's been going down on the West Coast. You West Coasters have gotten some special stuff lately and I'm concerned and upset. And also happy for you, um, Bruce. But first, before we catch everyone up on what's been going on, after... Th- this little hiatus by the band uh what are you drinking there we hadn't talked about our beverages in a while yeah that's a good point um welcome nolan good to good to
1: see you and good to speak to everybody again it's been a little while but um yeah i've actually got a 2022 bourbon county uh, sir isaac's stout which is um Aged wow. um, in bourbon barrels, and then with figs and graham cracker. So, cheers to that. Do you have an evening beverage, sir?
0: I do. I mean, that sounds like a full meal. Uh, <laughs> that sounds awesome. I am drinking uh, a little something from Ellingberg Brewing. <laughs> it's a home <laughs> brew. Ooh, it's a uh, it is the Judy Hops White IPA. This was okay. our special uh, Easter, springtime, seasonal brew um, named after my wonderful son. And um, it is crisp and refreshing. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. There's not many left. I got to get ready for a fall batch. So Wow.
1: You didn't bring any to Boston, so that's concerning. Also, would mm. you rate it higher or even with claw hammer
0: oh this is better than claw hammer wow wow this is the best beer Oof. that we have brewed to date highland I'm very happy highland with it.
1: careful careful um yeah which uh shout out to highland brewing i believe we are going to reference them in just a little bit nolan <laughs> little tease you don't even know that i'm about to bring them up um but yeah before <laughs> we dive into the plethora of things that we have that are DMB centric because we've got some news. We've got shows to talk about. We have a bunch of things to hop into. Nolan first, we wanted to uh, pay a little tribute to um, the late and beloved saxophonist, uh, James Casey, who passed away Mm -hmm. this week um, after a two year battle with colon cancer. He was only 40 years old. Um, Most of you all may. Yeah. Um truly terrible. Um, most people probably know him from Trey Anastasio band. Um, but many of many of you may know him from a few guest spots with DMB. Um also he played with Billy and the kids. I mean, he's played with everyone. Goose. Uh part of taboos played with Goose. That's right. Um mm-hmm he has been on on stage or in the studio with i mean we just talked about DMB, uh fish goose and then you've got uh people like the roots john legend j cole uh megan trainer jonas brothers um Mm. bill lesh and friends i mean just his reach was incredible uh, Nolan and I actually saw him with Eric Krasno and Horns at SPAC in 2012. Um and oh, that was wow. my first introduction to James Casey. Um, both mm-hmm. nights he came out on stage. Um but he has guested with with the band um five or six different times. Uh most of the time on you know stuff like Jimmy thing with with other with other horn players but most recently back in 2019 um, over at mm-hmm. Jones Beach uh, that year that last stop half stop opened <laughs> um he guessed it on That's Jimmy right. thing and the back and black and all that stuff but I did want to give him a shout out uh Nolan I know that we had you know kind of been back and forth on him as he had been um seemingly nearing his the end of his battle and unfortunately he did succumb to that uh this week so shout out to uh, James Casey, and I think Dave even said something um, earlier this week, but a lot of band members uh, for DMB actually posted stuff about him. And um, yeah, incredibly sad and sorry to have to start the show like that, Nolan, but um, he's well-deserving of a um, of a tribute. So, um, you know, cheers to James and, and his family and friends and bandmates and all of that. And, um, you know, we definitely appreciated everything that he did. Um, and he'll certainly live on forever, much like uh, much like Roy um, with his saxophone voice. Um, just another one gone too soon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cheers to uh, to James and everyone that knew him. Um, seemed like a great guy. Um, Bruce, uh, I guess hard to transition off of that, but mm-hmm. um, we can uh, won't We talk about the uh, our new um episode series concerts on the corner um man that was, it was a great idea that you had um <laughs> that we kind of recycled from an old episode that we did uh that you put together with our ultimate spack show uh wanted to kind of fill the void of the friday night concert series during the break and tremendous response uh, from fans thank you so much for listening um it was really cool to see people tuning in on youtube um that friday night that we we put it on and then i mean still everyone who listened to it um on our podcast channel as well um after the fact uh that was really fun and it's not going to be the last one we do we're just getting started on these um Yep. Might be a, a gorge one in the works coming up. There's going to be a little bit of another break here uh, after the gorge in between some uh, newly announced dates, Bruce. So we're going to get cracking on that. But um, this yeah. actually is a good transition. Fall tour dates, Bruce.
1: Hey, oh, oh, yes. And just real quick on the concerts on the corner thing. Um, yeah, it's going to. Uh, be something that we hopefully do i'm hoping something more like you know four to six times a year maybe um mm-hmm. it's it takes a lot of work coordination um research into stuff making sure that oh that looks really cool in the set list but um did it work did it transit you know and we create them fully kind of from scratch um and yeah we really want to do s- stuff like this and it's really because of. Honestly, because of the reaction that we got for the first one. I mean, it's got nearly 1,200 views on YouTube itself. Um, and I don't know how many. 12 million. 12 million. Oh, 12 million views. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll be continuing to try to work on that stuff. Um, so don't hold us to any sort of timelines or anything, but it's a ton of fun. Um, and we will do that. And, yes, Nolan, fall tour 2023 is happening we've alluded to it on this podcast a little bit um and i think we have told you all that it was going to be east coast only it was going to be a short tour and here it was nolan the dates dropped today which is tuesday the 29th i think we posted nearly completely accurate full tour yesterday they were off by a day um we initially were going to go with the dates that were correct on mohegan which is monday and tuesday the 13th and 14th but we were actually fooled by um by the city presale. the actual city presale uh website <laughs> um had the mohegan dates in there and we went with that as opposed to this but anyways a uh, ton of people to um, shout out and thank for all of their um you know, giving of information online and 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 doing all that stuff for all the tours. Um, so shout out to you all. You know who you are. But yeah, Nolan, I'm gonna run through these dates really quickly. I mean, it is a small, short tour here in November. Do it, do it. Um, <laughs> it starts on Tuesday the seventh in Savannah, Georgia. Savannah. It sounds like you got molasses coming out of your mouth. Shout out, Nardo. Andy Bernard. Um, the end market arena, I believe is a new venue, um, getting some high marks there. So, uh, it should be a cool, cool venue there up in Savannah Tuesday show. Then they head on over to Greenville, which we had, uh, heard about, uh, but we're not at Liberty to say, uh, Greenville is a cool little town. They haven't been there. I believe since, well, they haven't been in Savannah since like 97. And I think Greenville since 03 or 02 no one incorrect and they head they head back to the motherland uh that friday and saturday up in charlottesville god blessed wish we could go don't think it's gonna happen but that is that's some stomping grounds there obviously for the podcast um and we've never actually attended a seville show as a podcast only as best buds um
0: that's true and then
1: yeah and so we'll have to do it eventually. Uh, but then the 13th and 14th, so the Monday and Tuesday following Charlottesville, they head up to Mohegan Sun um, for for a quick couple shows, and then the weekend, the end of the fall tour, uh, before they take a couple weeks off before going over to South Africa, um, they head up to MSG, Nolan, November 17th and 18th, Friday, Saturday shows. You know they're going to be boss. They're going to be epic. It's going to be awesome. But there's your eight-show fall tour, Nolan. Uh, Pretty cool. Mm. And they span just obviously completely East Coast, almost all um, within like, two hours of a beach i think greenville might be the furthest west (laughs) there so uh greenville midwest usa right there um in greenville south carolina so yeah nolan quick your thoughts on this fall tour um really short obviously but are you trying to hit any of these shows potentially and just um and what do you think about the the band continuing uh on a massive 2023
0: I'm all for a fall tour. Does not work great with my schedule. Yeah. Uh, yeah tough time of year for weekends um, with hoop season starting up. A little tough. Um, pretty random with the Savannah and Greenville dates. Uh, actually had not um, the one and only time they had played in Greenville, same arena, uh, 2001. Okay. Oh, one. Featured a warehouse opener with a little prelude to grace tease, Ooh. And, um, also features the JTR that you can find on DMB 25. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. hmm. And an encore, uh, uh pretty good 2001 show actually uh check it out um yeah waste dave solo grace is gone watchtower encore pretty dope um <laughs> yeah yeah angel from montgomery cut and swapped out for waste and grace interesting so that's cool they also added i did it to the set hell yeah Need to see that one. I want it, but yeah, that's um, I like that one. Yeah, mm, um, yeah. Gosh, this is only gonna be the. I believe. I think I'm. I think I'm correct. In this, only the second John Paul Jones weekend I will have missed in wow. my time as wow. a fan, while the band has played. JPJ. Missed one night in 2010. Damn it. Oh, and then the uh 09 spring tour. Uh missed missed that weekend, but that was fine. Some few days later. Um I know we're yeah. we're really gonna It'll harp be- on that that
1: pain that you have from 2010 tonight on this episode too. Ooh, 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 is it coming it's, back to haunt your ass?
0: It's rough. It's really rough. Uh yeah, I don't like to talk about it. Um <laughs> But those will be good shows. JPJ, I'm sure they'll get all the awesome shit that we haven't seen over the years going to concerts there. Um cuz they've held back a little bit at JPJ, just a little bit. Um if we're being honest. Maybe. I, Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's very fair to say. I mean, I'm thinking about it um compared to the rest of the tours. It's weird like and I think it's I think Dave gets super a little bit kind of nervous there. He wants to play to a certain, you know, he's playing to a certain crowd and uh, this, that, and the other. And I think he just, you know, they don't throw in a lot of the rarities that they throw at other tour stops. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I feel like songs like, I don't even think they've ever played the stone at JPJ. I don't know if they've ever played. I don't think they've ever played pig, maybe in 09, which were ones that I missed. Um, and stuff like that, like JTR, like back you like, up.
0: Have they played all I'll back, back you up. There? You
1: never know. You know, stuff like stuff like that back in um, you know, in all of the fall tours or even some of the spring, all the things when they've made a jaunt over to JPJ, they they just kind of um play good shows and that's about it. The twenty sixteen show is one of the more surprising JPJ shows. Twenty ten, obviously they brought it and a lot of cool stuff there. Um but I have a feeling. I have a feeling this year. I think they're going to break the streak, and we're not going to be there. And um, <laughs> we're just going to hate ourselves.
0: Uh, Nolan, Quick. How classic will that be? That would sum up our DMV fandom. I mean, well. we're they talk did about play tonight in a in again.
1: They did play it. I kind of thought they yeah. did for some reason in the back of my head. I was at the ACC tournament uh, for golf that year and couldn't go because I went to UVA. Like, if, if we didn't have ACC tournament, I'm there um and i remember kind of watching the set lists from that um so yeah looking forward to this tour nolan i don't think the band has ever been to savannah georgia um i found a dave and tim show from 97 Mm. and that set list is bananas we won't even go through that because we might just do we might just do a podcast on that show like it is pretty sick um but anyways, we need to continue on our own podcast about the shows that are actually being played right now. I think, Nolan, um anything else on the fall tour potential for anything at all? So we're I think we're gonna be 0 for eight on the fall tour shows from uh from the COGS pod. I
0: think so. I think so. You'll I do think somehow it's cool
1: wind up, that... up at MSG or something, and I'll just be like, I hate you.
0: I could. I know people. I know people there. It's my city. I got people uh, here. No, I got people here. Um, one of the most underrated Dave lines, I think. Uh, and it is mumbling uh, mantras <laughs> on stage. But uh, I think it's cool that they end in MSG. Like they've ended Always. many tours lately there. And it's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh-huh
1: just but i need not. i need the third of my three favorite bands to start playing at msg i've seen none of my favorite bands at msg and fish owns it dmb every time they go they freaking own it um mm-hmm. and oh, we need a third and i think we might get it over the next like mm, 14 months i'm thinking one of our favorite bands mm-hmm. nolan might make a track all right um mm-hmm. okay Let's but yeah. Anyways, happening. we've we've got to let them tackle the mothership first before they head up to MSG. Uh, we're talking about Goose Hampton Goosemas. Um, okay, Nolan. It's time. It's time. Okay. So everyone knows, um, you know, DMB is back. They took their month-ish off, um, most of August. Dave, I feel like you know took a little bit of time off. Probably didn't take much time off. He just never takes time off. is pretty incredible. Um, but Nolan, Dave was the first one to be like, n- 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 I've had enough. I-, I need to play music. I need to see people. I need to be in front of people. Um, and why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, Dave's, uh, welcoming back. And actually it's on a, um, it's on this particular anniversary that, uh, is, is, you know, infamous, uh, but yeah, go ahead and talk about, uh, how, how Dave welcome back the, uh, the, the, the summer tour, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Quick, uh, quick, um, hit in Tennessee, uh, Dave was an unannounced guest at the annual Emmylou Harris and friends event, uh, I believe it was a black, uh, at Blackberry farm. It was a, uh, benefit. Um, for one of her charities, Walland, Tennessee, Dave guesting on Oh Sister with Emmylou Harris. That is a, uh, if you know DMB history, those two have collabed on that song many times. Um, Bob Dylan, wonderful, wonderful Bob Dylan song. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's been played between some type of Dave, uh, iteration like 17 times over the years um so that's cool uh a classic uh so they've got a little warmed up uh before the band um and that was on sorry that was on august 19th um the unfortunate anniversary of leroy moore's passing uh terrible just terrible long live grux
1: um, And super interesting place there um, way out of the way for Dave for literally anything uh, kind of Mm -hmm. Uh, it's kind of between like Gatlinburg, Tennessee and Knoxville um, and uh, just a gorgeous area of the country. But uh, yeah, super odd um, that Dave would do that and then go all the way out to not odd. I mean, he's incredibly close with Amy Lou and, um, obviously you know, doing charity work and stuff so it's uh, pretty awesome um but yeah, random pretty pretty random but uh yeah, pretty cool. Wish I could have been there because yeah. it looks like it's beautiful.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, big time um but yeah, then they uh they start back up eight twenty four twenty three uh in Highland, California Bruce, and this is at a tiny, tiny. Uh, casino, um, mm-hmm. really random. I, the whole DB on the West Coast thing, other than the gorge, has gotten weird over the years. It's going to get even weirder, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the future, but yeah, small 3K casino. Um, Virginia in the Rain opener, not a great show, but the end of the set, um, I mean, one big time standout here, Bruce, the I would I would call this as like this is the liberation. This is the song that I would say most DMB fans are chasing. Would you agree?
1: I mean, you hear it. Pretty much any time we go to a show together and we kind of talk to people and whether we're doing uh, the whole like tailgate talk or like whatever that we do, this is the one that I feel like people either haven't seen or are still chasing they haven't seen in years. And rightfully so. I mean, it's barely ever, ever played, Nolan. And I mean, you know, it was played like... He's played four years prior to the day, mm. which is wild. And yeah. they never played They hadn't played it on the East Coast in 10 years. I mean, if you're on the East Coast, you can, you know, Dave's just saying, yeah, hold my junk. Uh, we're not playing that song. Um, but Spoon, Nolan, mm. Spoon mm. made its triumphant mm. return. And we're going to talk about this song randomly a lot this episode which is just i didn't have that on my uh 2023 bingo card but you know it's kind of just one mm-hmm. of those things that is truly bizarre truly awesome and it shows up at the 3000 capacity casino uh that no one's really ever heard of i mean what is up with that
0: that is wild i don't get it i don't get a lot of things about this tour mm-hmm. but i love it it's yeah. awesome I just want to know why I need to know the why behind it. Sure. like everything with this tour. Um, but man, Spoon, welcome back. I am still chasing it. Bruce has seen it once I was yep. a day we away from singing. that show, 2010 Seaville. Uh, and I mean, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes these songs, when you're chasing songs, I'm like, yeah, Spoon's a great song, but like, I don't know i'd still probably rather see two-step at a show but i just want to check spoon off the list you know like it's, what did you just say it's so good i said two-step is better than spoon
1: i mean yeah i mean two-step is just got the energies it is a i'd say you know a better song I, you know there are it's about
0: the chase though it's the chase It is, is about everyone the chase. wants to cross cross it off the list we wanted to cross and, busted stuff off our list we couldn't and, so we're gonna keep yeah, going the shows
1: and here's the deal i think that spoon um i think that version that i luckily saw in seville 2010 might be the goat version and it's Crash got version. it's got just masterful, masterful solos by jeff and by tim um that are that have not been matched yet and they don't I mean, it was
0: super a- overrated version and performance um <laughs> the goat version as we all know is the album version and that's why they don't play it because they cannot top the album version i'm convinced uh, you know uh, can't, can't really argue with you there that that's a great version
1: but i think that the oh, single version is fantastic no you're right um this i've never listened one. to
0: it because i'm mad about it um but yeah that's fair yeah. This was a good uh, one, Bruce
1: though, Nolan. I would have to say, and also, yeah. I took a look at that venue because we're talking about the venue. It's a true theater, okay? This is 3,000 capacity, there's no like wrap around, this isn't a stadium by any means, it's a theater. They've got little box seats up top, uh, kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, they got freaking spoon Nolan, and and you know, like, like you said, kind of a standard show, other than that um you know pretty mellow but you've got you've got good stuff in it. i mean you've got grace is gone and you know only thing what would you say you've got nancy's warehouse classic um spoon graves right there in a row um but yeah short show super typical for the tour um so you know when you get madman's eyes in the four spot in 2023 it is like that is what Chat GPT would say is the average Dave Matthews band show for 2023 is throwing Madman's Eyes in the four hole. But um, yeah, they, mm. you got Spoon, so who cares?
0: Yeah, uh, totally agree. Um, Bruce Spoon, after tonight's show, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. But it oh. has only been played 26 times in full by DMV. No. No. It's insane. It is their most rare. Mm, I don't know if I want to say that. Uh, it is one of their most rare songs, uh, original songs. Um, yeah,
1: that yeah. isn't like a complete just nothing. It just do, isn't played at all. Like this is something that people talk about. They love. They want played. Um, mm-hmm yeah you're you're right on there and that's wild that is completely wild and like you said tonight's show they got it as well and that's in bend oregon um we're recording while that show is going on spoon wound up in three hole up there in bend which is <laughs> i mean cool it's it looks like the the west coast you're getting it in every city maybe uh we'll see what the gorge gets nolan super but happy, i mean I? yeah super super duper happy um you know, we can hardly contain our excitement, but I think it's time to head up to, to Irvine. Um, Nolan, and we've got the reason that we need to head up. There is number one, DMB played two shows so today, two night stand there, but these are the final shows that DMB's ever going to play at five points amphitheater. That's sh- that place is closing down. Nolan.
0: Yeah. So where are they going to play? Uh, on the west coast after that they've been playing at irvine since 1997 and are they gonna go staple center like i mean that's the closest venue but i don't know i'm i'm intrigued to find out what um what might happen with uh with their california dates i mean I don't know. It's gotten, it's just like more sparse throughout the years. Maybe they hit the, the Greek, um, yeah. Hollywood bowl. I don't know. I, I, I can't get a feel for that at all. Not that it's like very concerning to me as an East coaster, but you know, they're West coast DMV fans too. And I'm sure not all of them want to go camp at the gorge, uh, to see them. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting, um, interesting strategy there uh, on the west coast so we'll see we'll monitor that going forward and uh, obviously we have sources out there so we'll let you know when they're going to be playing where next summer but um, Bruce this Irvine yeah. night one show 825 they play three shows in a row here between um, Highland and the two nights at Irvine but uh, this is an interesting set list and I mean I really like it uh, because you don't really know what's coming next, and they're just doing it with this Friday night concert series. Spoon opener, Dave. Dave has like turned into one of us uh, this tour, and is like, oh, yeah, I'm opening up with Spoon. Never done it before. Why haven't I done that before? I'm doing it, and we're doing it as a band, and they rip." <laughs> It's like, what? First spoon opener by DMB, amazing, truly incredible. One other, one other spoon opener, and that was Dave Solo, 2015, uh, Tampa, random, part of DMB two sets. So, you know, that's cool obviously super super cool but not as cool as a full band spoon opener at a show
1: yeah uh no not at all um and i remember that tampa show uh because I thought about going and we were going to west palm beach anyways didn't go and i was like oh, mm. <laughs> spoon opener but yeah i mean dave solo spoon cool awesome fantastic nowhere close to a full band you get the you get the You know, you get Carter, Jeff, him, uh, that just adds so much to the song. And no, I'm gonna tell you something. Buddy Strong um adds an incredible amount to this song on piano. Um, it is it's gorgeous. The layering, especially of this version, and I think it's probably because it was um uh broadcast on Sirius XM. So I Mm. thought that this actual recording from Sirius XM was pretty daggone good i really i really liked it um but uh mm-hmm. yeah the the layering there just fantastic they sounded beautiful buddy this is what i'm talking about man it was awesome dave seemingly shout got ex- of- super excited yeah go ahead
0: so i was gonna say shout out to rob evans these uh sirius xm broadcasts have been uh pretty damn near immaculate uh over the last maybe two years uh really cranked it up a notch so mm-hmm. shout out
1: yeah uh totally agree and i'm not really sure what all of the you know processes have been for XM over the years as far as who's mixing them live mixing like all of that stuff um mm. however I think that they've been getting better. It's been kind of up and down and whatever, but this one it sounded really good to me. So like, I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like this spoon. Uh, other than Dave, his vocals, he seemed like super excited to be opening with Spoon and was reaching for his uh for his oh, yeah. vocal range and just getting a little bit too antsy, uh, which is which Ooh. is funny considering we're talking about these California shows being super mellow. Um, right, but yeah uh you know it's it's incredible spoon opened a full band show as a full band song for the first time ever how are we doing this in 2023 what is happening
0: here's a question for you if you were at that tampa show and you saw spoon dave solo do you count that as seeing spoon or are you just like still chasing spoon
1: um i mean you count it i guess as like a stat Thing, but i think i would never be like satisfied with that and be like yep no i've seen spoon I've, i've seen it like no i don't think so you have to see it full band
0: yeah yep agreed agreed bruce um i like this set because like i mean every which way there's something a wrinkle like you don't know what's coming next um it's a really cool, uh, really cool show. Spoon number 27, fourth of mm-hmm. the tour. Virginia in the three slot, madman's in the four, duh. We just talked about that. Ocean and the butterfly, sixth of the tour. Uh like <laughs> for in an album release tours past that would have had 20 plays. Um, Don't Drink the Water, and then another tour debut. Stolen Away on 55th and 3rd. Bruce, this is your favorite song. Do you know how many (laughs) times uh, the Dave Matthews band has performed Stolen Away on 55th and 3rd?
1: I'd say more than Spoon. I'm going to go with Double Spoon, so I'm going to go
0: with like 53. That was close. Sixty four. 64 wow. performances so i mean hey you know what if you don't like the song okay but it's pretty rare um mm-hmm. yeah so that's cool uh when you think imagine I'm playing, playing that out of that way
1: playing that that many more times than spoon and it's seven years younger than spoon
0: i don't want to think about that decision making process but um no no so damn lucky uh Thank you, outro. Still sticking around. Then another, another tour debut. Bruce, we've been calling for this for ages. Oh, yes. Like, so fitting for the times. I am shocked that this song rarely gets played. I don't understand it. I w- I'd love to know more about it. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, Cry Freedom. Uh, I, I want to know what this song means to Dave. I would love... You know, that awesome GQ interview where he broke down some of his uh some of the biggest hits over the years. Yeah, I want that. But with deep cuts and yes, Cry freedom would be a good one. Um Yeah, I think cry freedom would be a good one for that it was played in Mexico this year. Sounds um, like a great Dave episode Clinton. for us to do. Yeah, come on, Dave. Come on. bring it i mean we're
1: no gq Uh, but you know
0: oh yeah i don't know how we could just ask a question like what does satellite mean to you um but yeah uh cry freedom 180 plays uh amongst every you know iteration that includes teases so you know it's less than that but um Man, what a song! And you have some some thoughts on Jeffrey I do. on this one.
1: I have some thoughts on a couple people. Um, first of all, Buddy Strong again. Mm. Beautiful, uh, another great accompaniment, um, and it just goes to show, like, just another song. Like, what? Why aren't you guys playing this? I, I and and I just want to know what what Dave's rationale around it is. Um, We'll see if it gets played again, this tour, maybe at the gorge or something, but just lock it it in for the gorge. Right. Um, I would, I would assume, but it was, it was, it was beautiful. Uh, Jeff actually played, I believe he plays tenor on this version, Nolan. Um, It's not the typical uh, soprano, that I believe he and and Roy used to play, which gave it that just slightly um, higher pitch and softer tone. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, it was good. And Jeff, fantastic. I mean, you know, as, as per usual. But uh, definitely, definitely interesting uh, to say the least there, Nolan. But, you know, welcome back, Cry Freedom. Uh, why don't you come join us on the East Coast again next year or in the fall? I mean... Yeah, we've been calling for that song for a while. Dave played it on like one of the Sirius XM solo things. Um so and good. for some reason just doesn't play it full band. But uh
0: um, one that he played, uh did he play it electric, I believe. Um Yes. I think he did. It yeah, was really cool. Was, you
1: know, Dave Dave has said, you know, when I hit 50, I just don't give a fuck anymore and like all that stuff dave don't try to be as edgy don't try to be that edgy you do care you're doing cool stuff he's done some cool stuff like with the sirius xm solo stuff he was that was pretty cool he's put some songs back and this year we're, we're going to talk about some other cool things that he's done um and what the band has done in general uh, in 2023 and and honestly I, th- I think that they deserve a little bit more credit um than we even have given them um, uh, but others yeah. as well yeah. and uh, and Nolan, good segue by me uh, into something that needs a lot of credit. <laughs> and that's going to be uh, the song after Walk Around the Moon, which is Grace is Gone. And we have mm. a fantastic guest here with Greg at Filling Gains. And um, I mean. as, as Dave says, if you don't recognize the name, you probably recognize the music because you've heard it somewhere because he's played with literally everybody um what a track record for this gentleman i mean he's played with stevie wonder the man the myth the legend the dickhead eric clapton david gilmore <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what happened uh Toto. shout out brendan and claire um yeah you just called eric clapton a dickhead he's an interesting one
0: yeah, he, what a legend who just
1: exactly turns
0: nuts during COVID. Anyways, yeah, go
1: ahead. Uh, and was the musical director for Michael Jackson. I mean, and so much more. Um, and then obviously, you know, pff, hit career achievement, guested with B at Irvine at the temporary amphitheater called Five Point Amphitheater. Um, uh, but yeah, the highlight of his career. But you've definitely heard him. He's incredible and he does some incredible work um over, over his guest spot. So th- this Grace is gone. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Uh you all need to listen to it right now. Like pause the podcast, go find the Grace is gone. You can go on the DMB hub app, um, or you can go find it on YouTube or just something. Um incredible. And it is him and Carter just like you could basically just leave the rest of the band out and just be like, Hey, you know, these two are jamming and they're going to do their own things. And they're on a different level than all of you other noobs. And Mm -hmm. it was like that Greg and Carter had been, you know, in a band together forever. Um, (laughs) truly awesome. Um, and then, you know, he gets it on sledgehammer as well. He was mimicking the horn part. He was playing the horn parts on his keys. Um, I think, uh, friend of the pod ryan storm would probably be able to tell you exactly what effect and all the things he was doing um over these songs and during this here um was
0: I'll that a clap like, tweet
1: it, it, yeah, I clav mean, tweet they, there may have been a cl- clap tweet worthy there um mm-hmm. he was he was doing some stuff there um and sledgehammer you know it didn't have a solo or anything but you could hear greg's effect on the song so that was really really cool you could tell the band was super jazzed about it um on the tape you can hear Carter just like audibly cheering him on. Um and you know, I think Rashawn and Jeff were just on cloud nine. Um you know, having him sit in. I would assume I haven't seen a video or a or a picture. I would assume he was either sharing space with Buddy or they pushed his his kind of rig out right beside Buddy. Um I kind of hope that it looked a lot like uh what Peter looked like with Goose in New Orleans uh there with Neil, Neil Francis. Francis. <laughs> is it like back-to-back, back, back like looking back? at each other like, yeah, boy, this is awesome. I kind of shirts. hope that's what it was. <laughs> yes. Unreal. <laughs> um I hope that's what it looked like. But, you know, I mean, I feel like Jeff and Rashawn just have – you know friends in the music industry everywhere so i think that they were probably also just super jazzed and probably were staring across there just like look at greg he's going um but yeah nolan i, I really enjoyed uh, these sit-ins and we'll talk about greg again uh later down the road
0: sure will um yeah guests get off the stage it's time for monsters um <laughs> but hey wait don't go too far come back uh bob minzer and kamasi washington join them for what would you say jimmy thing and brick house bringing the jams uh mm-hmm. solid stuff here that's fun always fun but i think even cooler to me is what happens to in the set and that's crash segue into two step and, Bruce, this has not happened many times in DMB's history. I uh, was pretty shocked in my research on this. Crash and Two-Step have been played back-to-back at DMB shows only 18 times. Ever. That's it. Uh, that's it. The we last time, 2014 at uh, Camden. In the Encore, great Encore, it's oh. only ever happened, though, five times to close a set. And you know what? We've seen it once, and that was Seville, night one, 2006. Oh, my God. Trivia bonus point. Can you tell me what followed that in the Encore?
1: Of Seaville 06? Night one. Okay, that would be sister. So right, ants.
0: You sure about that? Yeah. That is correct. Yes. Man, nice. That that two-step
1: is, I mean, it's potentially the GOAT.
0: Yeah, it features Robert Randolph and obviously the GOAT, Carter Beaufort, So
1: The fact that that's uh, not on any sort of release whatsoever as a singular song is one of the biggest head scratchers and one of the biggest Travis um of this band's existence.
0: And you could say that for any 06 two-step. I mean there's so many that is to me the year of two step. Oh no.
1: That one, hmm. Ooh, no. We may have to have a podcast on two step. What was the year of two step? Um yeah, I don't think 06 was I lean towards wow. between 08 and and 2010. Um yeah, oh, and there's some 2013 two steps that are that are up there, too. But True. the reason that 06, I can't. Mm, mm, they're good ones. 07 has some good ones, mm-hmm. too. They brought back the Butch Jam um, in a more aggressive fashion and a more just a better it fashion. Did.
0: So here's a safe oh, thing to say. The late 2000s two steps are the best is the best era of two steps.
1: I think so. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, two step is great in any area and in, in any era in most iterations, mm-hmm. except for when they cut mm-hmm. all of the jam and had half step, and not Mississippi mm-hmm. half step, Uptown Tuttleu, but a just another travesty of a of an of a half song. What are you doing? Um, but yeah. Anyways, we have, we're off on a tangent. We definitely need to do a Big podcast time. on two step. I mean there are some epic epic years for that song um maybe we'll do an entire concerts on the corner of just two steps and drive everyone insane this one pretty awesome um this year's two steps have been pretty damn awesome Mm -hmm. even though there's only been six of them i believe so just over a handful of them but every single one features you know some some carter and buddy into um you know interplay that is typically just incredible uh this one is you know no stranger to that and um hoping to get an epic one hopefully at the gorge this weekend i would like to see just something absurd happen there with that but yeah nolan crash into two-step great way to end the great way to end the set but once you enter the encore um we get another tour debut this show out Nervine gets three tour debuts, a song that hadn't been played. Uh, I, I mean, I would have said that it had been probably between five to eight years. If you would have asked me full band when yeah. little red bird had been played last, mm-hmm. but randomly it was played in 2021, uh, once in New Mexico. Um, (laughs) yeah exactly Uh, which like what but other than that I don't think full band I mean I think they maybe played it in like where would they have played it last full band was it 2018 maybe
0: Mm, Dave and Tim in 2018
1: I mean, Dave's played it solo a few times.
0: Yeah, Nolan, I think.
1: Yeah, unbelievable. We should have done this little bit of research. It was 2015, the last time that they had played at at a full band show. I mean, they don't play it full band, but last time it had been played at a full band show, and it actually opened a full band show in Florence, Italy. Dave Solo, Little Red Bird.
0: What is that?
1: unbelievable
0: so random uh, uh extremely random man. so yeah yeah that's, there you go it's just the 60th time played uh so a lot of rarities uh, popping up that maybe songs that you didn't really give much thought to that are actually super rare um so that's still cool more than spoon many. yep yeah wild uh and then crush polishes off the show um Going into night two, Bruce, this is the number one song rarity show of the tour. What? Song rarity rank one of 38, according to DMB Almanac. It features the one and only looking for a vain opener. Um, they are just like doing everything that I want them to uh that we Ooh, want to... big time update really quickly nolan sorry to
1: interrupt you it is the number two song rarity rank now and i'm guessing it's because some of those songs were played tonight up in bend oregon and it's knocked it out of the number one spot we have a live update on the podcast this is the kind of stuff you get irvine you've been bumped from the number one spot wow. number two on the rarity it could rank change again though it could it change again could somehow change again let's see what number Good. one is Let's go back. All right, number 1 is Camden Night 2. Is now our number 1 rarity and if mm. everyone remembers that was the only dreaming tree of the tour. That was dreaming tree opener. Anyways, yeah, Nolan. back mm. to our regularly scheduled program in Irvine, California, yeah. night 2. Vane opener, pretty cool.
0: Yeah. That's uh I love it. Interesting. Uh Mello Soft song, short song. Uh, and then they come in with forty-one. Call the real opener. Um <laughs> vein forty-one. Come on, come on, granny. All you wanted was tomorrow, spaceman, big eyed fish, lie in our graves, Bruce. This is a uh a pretty pretty laid back, but I uh, like very cool uh set. Um I dig it. Um Fun fact about this liner graves sixteenth liner graves of the tour, mm-hmm. and it is the most in a DMB tour since twenty ten,
1: not yeah, counting
0: right. DMB two sets in twenty fifteen or the that. reprises, reprises that uh, were played separately in twenty twelve. So. Hmm. I mean, okay. most plays in a tour in 13 years. That's pretty awesome. It is awesome.
1: I mean, it's a, it's a song that should be played a lot uh, and it. I feel like every time it is played, like it's a huge reaction and also is mm-hmm. almost treated like as if it's not played very often. Um, you know, everyone's like, yeah. oh, graves. Yes. Um, it's just one of that's those, I, I, I will always feel that way. Um, and. Yeah, so kind of a a, a mellow show here. Uh, for I mean, we can continue to go down for almost a little while. Um, but you know, I will comment a little bit. I did love that looking for a vein opener, honestly. And you know, I kind of wish it was closer to a segue into forty-one. That would have been sweet. I kind of felt like on the as vein ended, I was like, all right, the opener, so like the real. Let's go song mm-hmm. uh, they waited a little bit for going into 41. Come on come on hadn't been played in a while um, and then it pops up there. It had not been played since uh, May uh Nolan. but yeah then you then you get lover lay down right after Graves so that's a very nice run big eyed fish lie in our graves lover lay down. you get song that Jane likes and then you get Mr. Greg filling Gaines to come back out on break free here Nolan and this is another very nicely used guest spot by the band um greg was fantastic on this we've obviously been getting some great jams from buddy this tour so they kind of substitute greg in uh for that Uh, but then also use him on louisiana bayou interesting choice but it makes sense and you have a little buddy back and forth with greg there which is really interesting really cool uh, and I thought it was a pretty enjoyable Bayou honestly, um, which I don't always say these days, but I w- mm-hmm. it was it was refreshing. it was cool to hear. And he did some again, we need Ryan Storm to comment on exactly what effects were going on uh, from Greg there in Bayou or what what set of keyboards he was using because uh, we're idiots. Yes, and those those two
0: are not. Uh, yes yeah. so yeah uh great stuff there from greg philin gains um love that uh we're not still not done with him uh though uh after bayou it could happen then lying in the hands of god segue into american baby intro and then rashawn throws in a little off mic tease of the prices right r.i.p to bob barker legend yeah was that was that
1: on the day that he
0: passed uh, I believe so. Either the day of or day after, I would imagine. Yeah. Yep. And then um, after that, Greg uh, Phil and Gaines comes back out again for the late in the evening Paul Simon cover. Nice, mm-hmm. uh, nice tune there for him to guest on. It's it's got that funkiness. Um, yeah. After that, cool stuff. Um, fairly standard cornbread so much to say bridge too much fake into ants to close um pretty classic there like that and then sister watchtower encore um bruce that wraps up dmb's wow how many years is that uh 26 years playing at irvine i'm sure they skipped a few in there but uh 26 years since they first started playing at irvine so that's a wrap.
1: I did a little bit deeper dive on this, um, mm. and we're and should have done this before. So, Five Point Amphitheater is supposedly a makeshift amphitheater that opened after they took away the original Irvine Amphitheater, um,
0: Irvine like, Meadows.
1: Yeah, Irvine Meadows. So when they knocked that down, they built this five-point amphitheater, which truly is a looks like a makeshift amphitheater. Like it looks like something they'd build for a, almost like a festival, uh, but it's been there yeah. for several years. Um, right. And they were voting this year on a new 12000 twelve thousand-ish uh, seat venue in in Irvine yeah. in the area to build, and would I be Live Nation no. owned and. They said no. And I, so I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know if anybody knows what's going to happen in that area. So they may visit Irvine again, everybody. I don't, we don't know. So if, if other people who have more information here, because we obviously don't know. Um, but what an, what an interesting thing. What an interesting place, this five point amphitheater. And you got a spoon opener, so I don't really care what happens to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a fact. Uh man. Fact, Jack. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see what happens there. Um Bruce. Uh so Irvine's wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Bend, Oregon. Happening right now. 829. Uh 830 East Coast time um yeah we're recording this one late night to get this and by eight thirty. you mean
1: august 30th yes, <laughs> like it ain't 8 p.m
0: <laughs> no no we want to get this out so everyone can enjoy this on your trek to the gorge uh because we love you all and yes. um yeah this is a live update show here so we can just run through it uh right now yeah. it's As far as we can take it, Bruce, uh, Virginia in the rain opener. You have an interesting note on openers for the tour, Bruce, take it away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, real quick, because I was apparently not
1: prepared for this portion. Um, no, but Virginia in the rain, uh, one of the more common openers. And in fact, the second most played opener of the entire year, uh, Bismarck number one, still holding that one spot, six opens, for this tour uh for this year and it hasn't been played what? Nolan, what was the last time it was played it was i think it was like june 29th um the only reason i think it was that date is because that was my 10-year anniversary date of favorite show ever june 29th 2013 and it was june 29th 20 20- yeah that was it mm-hmm. just just as we're vamping here uh that was the last play of bismarck so will the gorge get bismarck mm, i don't know but top openers for the year, Nolan, you've got Bismarck at six, Virginia in the Rain at four, Satellite at three, and then you get like One Sweet World, When the World Ends, which opens sometimes, not really. Uh, Fool in the Rain also at three, which also doesn't really open because they really played it in their history. Um, and then you get some really cool openers as well. Graves, two, 41, two, Pig, two, Stone, two, all for this year those are your top openers um that is wild if you would have told me before this tour started that your top three openers for the summer tour were going to be bismarck virginia in the rain and satellite i'd be like what what is happening i i have no idea right what do you mean so (laughs) kind of cool yeah continue
0: Yes, yes, yes. Virginia in the Rain, When the World Ends, Spoon, again, in the three slot. No. Amazing. Amazing. Good for you, Bend. Uh, <laughs> they bend, but they down. don't break. Yeah. Spaceman, Walk Around the Moon, Madman's Eyes, Sweet, Lever Lay Down, Drunken Soldier, Warehouse, All You Wanted Was Tomorrow, Come On, Come On, Monsters, Pantala, Rapunzel, Break Free, Late in the Evening, and Jimmy thing probably brick house to close. I think is pretty standard. Twenty twenty three show up there in Bend. Pretty standard, yeah. You, you know, get some. Not my favorite. With, with the
1: yeah, not my favorite. But with 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 some. You know with some cool stuff obviously spoon and then you get things like um yeah. you know soldier and lover lay down and come on come on that haven't been played a lot mm-hmm. and i guess you could throw man in still. there too very very mellow out there i mean they are feeling those west coast vibes which i'm down with yeah. um and which i'm cool with uh i remember you know our only gorge experience um i think it was night two that was very mm-hmm. very much feeling uh portions of the set which was which had like proudest monkey and stuff um where i was just like man we are in this beautiful place it is mellow as fuck right now and vibes are high vibes are high um
0: wow you're right grace is gone proudest monkey satellite all in a row there mid-set
1: the grace and proudest were what i gave a shit about um the grace is gone and just dave buddy and tim Oh, oh that might make her best of gorge playlist oh man but the gorge o2 has some yeah. great graces it's got two of them one of them one of the best graces ever um only because yeah, that, one's, that one's probably gonna make the cut because of roy and it's just a fantastic grace um but yeah so we're i mean we're pretty much we've been potting this entire time for uh for pretty much the whole ben show which is interesting nolan it is only nine thirty-three p.m uh, bend organ time over there. This main set's going to end before 10 p.m. local time.
0: So, I feel like watching the East Coast sets that they've been coming out at random times is that like I don't think they come out at 7 45 West Coast time. I don't, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like I, uh, whatever the um, the Highland show. I was like, I feel like I didn't get a set update until like eight thirty.
1: Oh yeah, I have. I don't know. Truly, no idea whatsoever. That's a good question. Um, obviously for the gorge, they're gonna come out probably seven thirty between seven thirty and yeah. eight local time there. I feel like that's kind of what they do. But yeah, that that's a yeah. good question.
0: Yeah, don't listen to us about when they come out. It's just a it's just a question. I would still get there in plenty of time. Uh at the gorge. Um Yeah, talking about Gorge Night 2 2021, also shout out Rustin Kelly for opening. What a what a boss.
1: Oh, and speaking of things we've talked about recently is Rustin doing that 41 cover, Nolan, mm-hmm. and um crush it that was awesome and talked about dave there on siriusxm uh the coffee house uh shout out to that acoustic channel listen to it all the time um but we we messaged back and forth with rustin a little bit about that um and you know obviously he was super pumped to have done it um appreciated that we posted it but also he um (laughs) he was playing a little ditty on his Mm -hmm. instagram story recently um and asked people to guess what it was. I have no idea how many people guessed it correctly, if anyone besides us, but he responded to us for sure. Um, One Sweet World intro, and we suggested that since Dave doesn't play the One Sweet World intro, he should just play it. Um as an intro to one of his own songs. Because who f- f- cares? Who cares? Just do it. I mean, it's not like it's part of like a studio One Sweet World or anything. Um you know, just play the guitar part, act as his, as if it's a cover and play it into uh, one of his own songs. So if any he, he acted like he might do it, if, if he does that, um, I mean, I will I will pass out. I just I love Rustin so much, <laughs> but I love the One Sweet World intro even more.
0: Oh, man. One of us has seen that live. Uh, so that's cool. <laughs> spoiler alert it's not me you may have gotten spoon but i got one sweet world instrumental intro so <laughs> uh,
1: i mean i'll take yeah i'll take my uh i'll take my spoon but regardless, I regardless they need that they need to play it again i feel like I buddy and buddy and Rashawn, rashaun muted on that and just add a little buddy in there man That'd be
0: so good just hey, why would you Bruce, not before we get out of here? Hit them with your stat about this tour.
1: Yes. Okay. So we have pretty much ended this Ben show. Um and it looks like there are going to be no tour debuts tonight. So um technically, and this is going to be according to total unique songs played, and this is just, I believe, full versions of songs played. So Almanac, their number is a little bit different. Um, but we have 106 total unique DMB songs, uh, that have been played this tour, which is a record and breaks the record that was set 10 years ago, I believe in 2013, uh, at 103 and it was broken over the weekend, uh, last weekend over in Irvine. So congratulations golf clap for DMB, um, Almanac has them at 120 different songs played, which I believe obviously wow. includes covers. I believe that includes teases um, or things of that nature. So I'm not really sure what the discrepancy is there per se. Um, but we're looking at 106 unique original songs played by DMB this summer tour. Um, and it doesn't look like Bend is going to add to that. Nolan, I'm going to go ahead and guess that the gorge adds to that. If not, by would you say the would you set the over under at two or th- or two and a half? I'd set the over under at two and a half.
0: I think that's perfect. Yeah.
1: And honestly, I think yeah, I'd take the under because I think I'll take two.
0: I think that's safe. Yeah. I don't know. They have just busted out so much over, the, over this year. I don't know yeah. what they could likely play unless it's maybe like I could see a captain or Kit-Kat jam even. Um, yeah, I'm feeling busted stuff <laughs> vibes for some reason. I don't know why, but you know. I think, they uh, yeah, they'll do some cool stuff. Um, what a tour. Love it. Um, tour. I think they're yeah, going to play last time. It. They might. They might. Um, you know, I'll be interested, too, to see what what this fall tour looks like. Um, will it be a continuation, or will they kind of fall back into a groove of, you know, uh, well, we haven't really played much um in two months so let's go with what we know um it's kind of how last fall tour went a little bit until the last show at msg to be honest but um yeah be interesting to see but you know what the gorge is going to get great shows regardless always do and so Pumped for everyone who's going. So jealous mm-hmm. of everyone who's going. And shout out to our many friends of the pod who are going to be there in attendance. Uh, special shout out to Reagan, friend of the pod, making his first trek to the gorge. Pardon? Uh, yes. Really? He, he will be there. Uh, yeah, there will be at least one person wearing corner of gray street podcast merch <laughs> so keep your eyes out for him great great person and friend of the program he's met uh, dave he has met dave yes um so yeah man everyone have a have a great time at the gorge it doesn't get better than uh labor dave weekend
1: i know i hope the smoke out there out west clears up and um obviously these Fires and stuff gets handled we you know we dealt with smoke and stuff in 2021 um yeah kind of brutal the last couple days and i mean it stayed with my wife for like two weeks after um Mm. just you know if you have any sort of you know breathing issues and and stuff like that that like she does i mean Jeez, man it was it was bad but anyways it was um you know i don't know if she'd say this but <laughs> it was worth it you know what i'm saying um just go out there to the gorge but uh we'll be back eventually but shout out reagan that's awesome dude um great photographer um take some good oh, yeah. pictures for us out there dude i just saw your david cutcliffe <laughs> uh photo that you posted the other day it was just cool um that was cool to see some stories but um yeah Nolan and i we need to sync up offline uh to talk about reagan going out to the gorge like oh man super freaking interested and jealous but yeah all right so yeah. summer tour just about ending everybody which is sad awesome all of the things all at the same time can't believe there's literally only three more shows, one more Friday night concert series until basically fall tour this year is just flying by. Um, But yeah, hope those of you that are trekking out to the gorge uh, y'all travel safely because you're probably about to be traveling out there either right now while you're listening to this um, or you're already out there. So um, have fun. It's going to be awesome. Um, You know, send us, a review send us your experience send us pictures send us videos all the things that you guys tag us in and send us uh we we want more we love it so much enjoy the last stop um of the summer tour There are up in um what is it nolan george washington is that what they is that what the technical city is there um i, I believe so yes <laughs> i feel like it has changed a couple times over the years but uh yeah george yeah. Uh, washington up there off quincy? Of, I quincy is the other one yeah um up yeah. there off of i-90 um yeah man what a great part of the world um enjoy we 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 are jealous as nolan said but anyways <laughs> nolan let's get up out of here and let's this is one of the last pods for the summer tour um, you'll obviously hear from us after the gorge, but if you haven't already, make sure to rate, review the pod, please. Uh, always five stars. That's just the way to do it. I mean, there's literally no other way to do it. I mean, what? why would you do anything? Other than that, uh, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, for streaming concerts on the corner, for listening to it later, uh, for visiting us on all of our socials, all of the things we love you guys can't wait to hear how the gorge weekend goes nolan we'll see every single one of you next time on the corner of gray street We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's Fun Run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akemo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's Fun Run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's
0: musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy.